hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. Zolgad and AJ Fredrickson, who, of course, um, produces and joins me throughout the season, along with Declan, along with Jesse. It's a cast of thousands here at JHS. Uh, but, AJ, I wanted to talk to you about what we just saw the last um, two days, Saturday and Sunday, as the Wild plays in Sweden as part of the global um, tournament that they had there. I, it was what? It was Ottawa, Toronto, the Red Wings, who the Wild didn't play, mm-hmm. and Minnesota. Um, and the Wild goes there. They lose to the Senators in a shootout. Uh, Philip Gustafson, uh, getting the start in his homeland there. Then they lose in overtime to the Leafs on Sunday in a game that started at 7 a.m. local time. So they do get two points, but they don't get uh, a win from there. The Wild now has a five game losing streak. They are a minus 16 in goal differential, a minus 16. And in 17 games, age, they are now 5, 8, and 4 for 14 points, putting them four points out of even a wildcard playoff spot. And we all know that if you are not in a playoff spot in this league at Thanksgiving, which the Wild will not be, they don't even play again until Friday against the Avalanche. Um, it makes it an uphill struggle to make the playoffs. I'll just start with a very broad question for you. Cause like we haven't gotten a, a lot of games. It's my personal opinion that while this trip might, might've been fun, it couldn't have come at a worse time. I think after that Sunday debacle against the stars, you wanted the team to play again. Uh, we find out from the athletic that bill Guerin on Monday before the team left, uh, sat the team down and basically drilled them and said, you guys are not living up to expectations. What is your state of the wild right now? I think nervous would be maybe not the right word, but I just don't feel good about them right now. They're, they're not performing up to any level that which I think most wild fans would expect out of this club. Um, Given like the star power and just coming into the season, you know, from what we would were told, you know, Kirill is healthy after what we saw late last year and kind of the flop in the playoffs. Um, You know, Matthew Boldy set to have another year, Marco Rossi, He's set to get his stint with the big club for the first time. And of the three guys I just mentioned, one of them has been really exceeding and living up to the expectations. Um, and it's funny enough, it's the small guy out, out of those three. So mm-hmm. uh, right now it's, it's they're, the, the way that I'm going to think about this is if it's a bad team, I'm still not sure they're going to get two points out of the night. Like you're the goaltending I guess this weekend looked a little bit better, but overarching on the season, it's been horrific, um, especially compared to last season. The defense now with Jared Spurgeon back has not taken the step forward that I was expecting, and I wasn't expecting a giant leap across the Grand Canyon, but I was expecting, you know, you could bridge a river like in the Oregon Trail or whatever. And the forwards, um, it's, uh, I mean, I mentioned this already, the the guys that I expect to be stepping up in these tough and trying times are not stepping up. You know, we're, we're, we saw it this past weekend, uh, the game against the Maple Leafs until the Matt Zuccarello off his skate goal. It was John Merrill and Jake Middleton providing your offense. That cannot happen on that big of a stage where you're traveling to a different continent 
and you're playing the Maple Leafs and John Merrill is, is your leading is he now, I believe has as many five on five goals as Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah. That's that, that is an insane stat. Middleton has more. (laughs) Don't even get me started there. Uh, But yeah, so my state of the wild right now is, I mean, it's, it's, it's just not a fun time. Um, I'm panicking in the sense where they're heading down the cul-de-sac and they haven't realized it's a dead end yet. You know, they have to start hitting the brakes to make a U-turn. Otherwise they're driving right into somebody's living room here at some point. So um, they need to get right immediately because the trip that they had, like you said, what a terrible time, just a terrible time. Um, Having to sit on that plane ride after getting eight put up on you, the, the, for what probably should have been, and, and, and I mean, it probably was because they're pro athletes. They're going to shake things off like that. But what should have been a, a good bonding experience, uh, you're seeing all of the Sweden's guys like Homeland. A lot of these guys maybe haven't gotten there. Um, and, you know, you're, it's a different look for the NHL and a different look for the Wild, especially in the middle of the season, which is odd still in my opinion. But, um, yeah, just a terrible time for that. And they have not. Did they haven't they didn't have the bounce back that I think you needed on that trip. You come back with two points, but neither of them are from a win. Really well put. Yeah. I'm I mean, I think that the trip itself, I think that the idea is good for the league itself. I think for the teams and especially a struggling team like the Senators or Wild, the timing's terrible. And look, I I mean, you went from being an to giving up a, a snowman against Dallas to not playing for a week and going sightseeing and practicing to playing two games in which you got two points and you really, and I, I know that they weren't conference games, but you need all the points that you can possibly get because you're falling behind right now because you're not playing games and now you're not going to play again until Friday. And again, everyone else is going to, to play. And yes, you could argue, well, they're not playing at a time where they're struggling, but I would argue they need to be playing here and, and they either need to get out of this funk or decide the funk is a real problem and changes have to be made. Um, I want to read you a a quote Bill Guerin gave The Athletic about his, I don't know if it was a sit down. It sounds like it was a shout down uh, the Monday after the Dallas loss. Okay. And, you know, Bill Guerin shoots straight. I'll give him that. Yeah. He said, he said, quote, my biggest thing is our compete level. Look, guys work hard and they care. I know that, but it's a different type of compete and focus. I just don't think we've had it. Age, I talked about this after I think it was the Dallas loss on on a, a JHS that we incorporated with Phil and Declan. And I'll say it to you too. That quote to me screams of coaching. Um, and I don't know if Dean's been tuned out. I have no idea. And I'm not even saying Dean's a bad coach. Hockey coaches especially, all of them have a shelf life. But like everything that you said about this team is true. Uh, you're not getting production from guys. I mean, I don't know what's up with Kaprizov. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know. Again, I will say it. He's playing to me like a guy who there's something going on personally. And that can be a lot of things. This is not reckless speculation. Like we have seen, you know, I don't know it, but like a family situation. I mean, his mm-hmm. folks are in Russia, yeah. um, but he looks like a guy who's just not all there. Cause I don't think he's, I mean, he's not a quitter. He's not, he's not, he didn't wake up one day and say, I'm really talented and I don't give a bleep. I mean, something looks off. 
Uh, and and that sort of a trickle down. Boldy looks completely lost. Let's not forget they brought back Marcus Johansson, who's not doing much. You know, that then you've got the guys that they signed to extensions. And I just don't see though, with what Bill the Bill Guerin quote I read you, how is that not a reflection of coaching? And I guess my question is, how long do you want to try to have Dean? And you might not, you know, Bill made it very clear. I don't blame Dean. That's not the point. How if you think that you can make the playoffs and you can be competitive, how long are you going to go to this well and say to Dean, well, try this, try this? I mean, we've had, I think, two closed door player players only meetings, which we've talked about are nonsense. Uh, Dean has definitely talked to the team. He has talked to the leadership group. Now Bill Guerin did. I, I mean, at some point in time, you know, this team, I would have thought in the two games on Saturday and Sunday would have come out like a house of fire. I, and against the senators would have lit them up. And you're right. They didn't come close. So I just, I wonder if this team has designs on trying to be competitive, how long do you spin your wheels for before deciding we just have to make a change in very hockey terms for change sake. And I, I hate the, like, I hate calling for somebody's job because it does it for me. It doesn't sit right. I don't think like you said, I don't think Dean is a bad coach by any means. We've seen that. So there are times where he gets out, he gets coached out of the arena. Well, also, playoffs, the playoffs are, yes, I'm with yes. you on this. You're right. But also, I I like the fire that I do see from him on the bench. And granted, I think sometimes, like you said, for the change of change, sake, I think it's rage for the sake of just looking mad and like, you know, backing the team. But also, I respect that because if the team doesn't see you show emotion for them, they're not going to give you that emotion back. So I think. He he's able to connect with players in his own Dean Evison way. Um, but you're right where it's just. If you're not able to get the guys going here, and this has been my biggest thing for the season, there are times where they play 20 minutes, 30 minutes of very, very solid hockey, but mm -hmm. it's not the entire game. And that's where they lose. That's where they, they show that they can be better than teams. They show that they can can maintain the offensive zone. They can drive good teams out wide and make them take low angle shots that are going to make Philip Gustafson and Mark Andre Fleury's life a lot easier each and every night, but they seem to just not do it. And it seems like a lot of the times for the first 20 minutes of the game, possibly more, there's a certain point where they're just like, now we're warmed up. It's like my golf game. Yeah. I don't do, I, I play like once or twice a summer. I don't do too much before. So it takes me till about whole 12 before I start really Hitting, the, hitting it in the fairway. It's the same thing I'm seeing with the wild each and every night where they just come out and, you know, we're going to, we're going to cycle out of the zone and I'll hit this stretch pass and oh that's all right. We didn't get a shot off, but we're going to get back on defense. Now I need that fire from puck drop of the first period, not the second or the third. And with that, do not, I, if I might get a little hate here just from like the, older hockey community or just like the, the, the tough hockey community here, you should not have to fight a guy in the first few minutes of a game to get that spark that I'm talking about. No, if you cannot right. psych yourself up to play professional hockey in the yeah. NHL on a nightly ba basis, guess what? You're in the wrong league. You're in the wrong job. And I don't want you on this team. So you need to get yourself amped up, ready to go and bring the fire. That is Dean Evison, Minnesota wild bill Guerin hockey 
the grit first mentality, the win first mentality. It's not it's not about having fun. Remember this. This is the clip that on your show that we that has been played before a handful of times. It's about winning. Right. I don't care about he doesn't care about the emotional stuff. If you want to win, you have to start from the opening puck drop. And we have not seen that more than maybe one or two games this season. Play a full game. That's all I'm asking and see what happens. You might start winning. Amen. And I, I guess that's my question. When is that it, when is that going to snap? in when is that going to occur and if it's not going to my biggest problem with with thinking that dean's words have started to fall on deaf ears is this dean everson played as a player with with the whalers and i think he was with the sharks and the capitals he was a hard worker he was freddie goudreau he worked his butt off to be good and this team, to what you just said, is not doing that. Like they do in spurts, but they don't do it. So if he can't get that from them, what's he doing here? What's the point? Like if a Dean Everson coach team can't kill penalties, which is, yes, based on systems, it's also based on hard work. It's also yeah. based on making sure that if there's a juicy rebound in front, the guy, you know, Dallas guys were standing there. It was it was like basketball, uncontested in, in the paint. <laughs> you know, if Dean, if Dean can't get that from players, what's the point? And the other weird thing, and you broach this a little bit, and I think it's true. It's very, I don't know exactly. Like there's a there's some very perplexing things here. One one A, one B, Kaprizov, because I just don't get that. Yeah. Like I'm just totally confused. Um, I refuse to believe that he is just slumping for this long. Although I will say this, McDavid and Dreisaitl with the Oilers are both off the, I mean, they both for them been awful mm -hmm. and they just made a coaching change and that has yet to work there. Um, but here's the other thing that I'm confused by. Um, Middleton's probably the best example. He's got what now? Three or four goals, three goals. He's, he's got some goals like yeah. for him, it, but have you noticed when you watch him play defensively he's not been that great like i yeah. really like him he's got size and, and and i mean that trade with the sharks for a guy i had barely heard of turned out to be a great trade but you know jake is jake is not a guy that i'm desperate to get offense from but i need him to play as well as he can defensively and it's sort of like he's decided and i'm sure he's he must have been told this but he's joined plays more and more but he's not good enough to join plays and actually then get back and make up for joining the play. Yeah. Like there's just a lot of weird stuff here that I don't get. And you know, if, if Bill Guerin wants to basically come out and say, you know, we're just not that good. I signed some guys to, to extensions probably shouldn't have goaltending has definitely declined. Like, I feel like we're torturing. Well, Gustafson played better. I mean, Gustafson age last year, was what second in save percentage and goals against in the entire bleeping league. Yep. Um, but there's just some very, very weird stuff. And I don't know if it's fixable in its current state. And unfortunately for Dean, the next, the next big move, if it's not him, would, would be like a big trade, but because of the salary cap implications, they can't really make a big trade. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see if this keeps up unless you're just going to sort of cash it in and, and take the draft pick. Um, the potential pick. I don't see how this plays out with, you know, just one day. Is it going to, are we literally going to get a Preezy suitor yo era turnaround followed by a slump? Follow, you know, 
I'm very perplexed because I thought this team had cleaned that crap up and it appears that I was very wrong. This looks all too familiar and it's frustrating to watch. And I think we both feel that way about this team and what occurred in Stockholm didn't help me feel much different about it. No, I will say it wake, waking up to watch the games at both 10 a.m. and 7 a.m. I loved that. that. That, that was, that was awesome. I agree. Um, 10 a.m. Really, hockey on a Saturday. Yeah, really quick, oh uh, just to take one step back here and your point about Jake Middleton. Yeah, three goals, six assists for him on the season. But you're exactly right. When they acquired him, he came in and was like this very sound defensive guy. And I would use this expression a lot where you didn't talk about him, but that's because he was doing his job to yep. perfection. He yep. was not making a name for himself because he was just out there doing his job, locking things down defensively, being a no-name defenseman, which I think is at times priceless in this league. But the problem is, I this is just me speculating here. I think with the Dumba now absence, they've said we need to we need to have somebody step in to that role so we have that on a, on a pairing. And for some reason, I think they've gone with Jake Middleton, who now has stepped up. He's getting in the offensive zone more. Granted, at times he looks not bad about it, but the sacrifice there is the game. Like if you take away. If you're if you're adding to there, you're taking away from his defensive game because, you know, he he frankly, he's just not talented to do both. If you want to say focus on defense, I think he can actually be a very solid lockdown defensive guy. He's not going to do much for offense, but that's fine. I would much rather have Jake Middleton play defense. I just don't know why, in my mind, the the plan is have him step up more. I I don't get that. But um, for the 10 a.m., for the 7 a.m., God, how awesome is that? You, you, it was great. You, you get you get done and it's like noon and granted, you know, you lost in a shootout, but now you got the rest of the day to just go about because you, you're not going to bed upset or frustrated with this team. Now you're, you're, you, you can have a nice lunch and, and clear your mind. Happy thoughts. Oh, and it's the weekend. You could have a couple beers. I mean, it, yeah, oh, it's, ab- it's absolutely fantastic. Seven a.m. is a little aggressive. I'd prefer like yeah. nine, but 10 o'clock. I absolutely loved. And that played right in to college football which mm-hmm. was great. Um, and, and then in the case of the really early start on Sunday, that's like before the NFL game starts. So yes, I'm, I'm with you as I, I think from a league perspective, it's really, really cool. And look, if your team's playing well, I guess it's okay. But I mean, I just, I'm with you on this. Yeah. I, I think we both agree. This could not have been at a worse time because it's bookended by nothing. And yeah. I, you know, I'm sorry, but if I'm Bill Guerin or Dean, do I want my guys doing a bunch of promotional stuff in Sweden? And yeah, my Swedish, I mean, it's it, not like Erickson Eck and Bro Dean and Gustafsson don't go home in the summer. Like, it's not like they never get home. It's cool to play in front of friends and family, but like, do I want, this team needs no distractions. This team needs zero distractions. Can I ask you one, one last thing? I know we probably are wrapping up here soon, but after the Saturday game, Dean Evison said a quote that he was asked about Marco Rossi. Marco Rossi, um, up until this point, Dean said, and I'm paraphrasing here, was arguably the Wild's best player. The the drive that he's showing, like he's buying in. He's showing that tenacity. He's working for every puck. And he's doing the job that he that he's been brought into. He's playing a very solid center role. Mm-hmm. So why is it that in overtime, you bring on and put ahead of him the recently off of IR uh, Freddie Goudreau who goes out there and 
make you know turns the puck over in the offensive zone. Uh, that was you know that was a play. That's fine, but you know it's three on three. I get it. But then you let William Nylander blow by you, go coast to coast, buttered toast, and they win the game. Like, why is he hopping over the boards ahead of Marco Rossi in that situation? A guy that you just said less than 24 hours ago, arguably was the best player for your team. That doesn't send the right message to the locker room, in my opinion, that you're going to play your favorites over a guy that's working his behind off. Because Dean wants to play himself as much as possible. I don't know why you didn't just leave Goudreau here and bring him back against the Avs on Friday. Like, mm-hmm. you played him in, what, one game there? Because Hartman was sick on Saturday, and they had taken, yeah. what, Tan. So he played, and then Goudreau Wright played against the Leafs, and yeah. they also matched him up against, like, Austin Matthews. This is my point. I Look, <laughs> look. From a big-picture standpoint, Age, this is my problem. Dean's not, like, a great strategic coach. Like, no. he gets his players to work. And if he doesn't, what's he doing? And and the reason why, I guess, for me personally, I would have no problem pulling the plug on Dean is I don't think he'll ever be a good playoff coach. So, like, when you do get back there, I don't really want him as your coach. He's, he's at fault enough. There have been enough yeah. bad decisions where I've seen, strategically, I've seen en- enough. But you bring up a great point, and I don't know. I, I mean, why is Marco Rossi, you know, what was that a week or so he got to play with Kaprizov and Boldy. And then instead mm-hmm. of saying, okay, Boldy's struggling, let's move him down and let's get a different winger. He put Hartman back with those guys. I I'm, I'm literally, okay. So you think they work hard, but they're, uh, but and and Hartman's fine as a third line guy. I like him. He's a third line center, um, but it's very, very weird. And I'll say this, if they don't get the Kaprizov thing, figured out it's it's hopeless yeah he it, can, I, I mean this can't can, if this continues um i still would i still think i would probably make a coaching change but it's hopeless it's not the same player but in terms of like importance he is the minnesota wilds Connor mcdavid except in this yeah. case there's really no leon dry there with right. him too like he is both of those guys together for this it's team. not zuccarello exactly yeah if he's not producing it's not even like you don't have a car without wheels. You just don't have a car. You're riding a yeah. bike in a league that's driving NASCAR. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I would love to figure it out. And I, if it's a personal thing, I get it. I would, and this is just me prying as a fan. I just want to know, acknowledge something is wrong. You know, I don't right. need to know the details, but at least say, you know, we're dealing with stuff. Um, you know, I'm trying to focus on the game, but it's just hard with what's going on. And that's fine. I don't need to know your details. If it's an injury. I well, then you're going to have to sit them. Yeah. If this is, an, and then, then shame on them. If yeah. if this is, and, and I, I mean, I guess the, the one question is, does this date back to when, when he got bent over oddly against the Jets, Logan Stanley late yeah. last season, missed the rest of the regular season, came back for the playoffs, and he can play, but he's just not as effective, which I hope to God is not the case. Um, and I'm not even, if if it's an injury, I would sit him and say he's, you know, lower body because they won't tell you what's wrong. Um, and if it's a personal thing, um, I it's not that we need to know. I just want, I just, there's, again, I'm almost saying this as a compliment to, to him or it is 
he's too good to play like this. And I refuse to believe that he just turned into yes. this lazy, you know, like, like his hard work is what made him. And yeah. there's just something missing. There's something missing. And it's, you know, and, and it's just so frustrating to watch. And I'm sure that Garen and Dean are the same way. Um, but this is not, you know, we found out at the end, end of the day, Zach Parisi was good. He wasn't as good as I thought. Well, Kuro Kaprizov, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. And he He's has phenomenal. the work ethic to match it. Like, exactly. All, there's, there, there's just been too many stories, too many teammates. Yeah, we've seen quotes it. about like him as a young rookie, like excelling and, you know, blowing people away with just his work. It's, it's too much to just all of a sudden, like you said, he woke up one day and he's like, yeah, well, you know, right. I'm just playing. Dude played like a fourth line guy trying to make the team with superstar skills. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, yeah, this is not, um, in, in a rare case for me, this is not a bash fest. It's actually uh what's going on because like, there's I'm, way I'm, more there. I'm concerned. It's like, you know, it's a fit. It's a family member recognizing that another family member is like, is off. You know, yeah, he's off. Yeah, that's exactly like, right. It, you know, it, it's it's just it's ridiculous. But if it doesn't, so. if it, but if they don't get it turned around, it's done. It's over. Finito. I I don't know what done yeah. in Russian is, but it's done. <laughs> All right, age. Oh. Great, great stuff. Uh, Judd's hockey show. I think we're gonna record one at some point this week uh, with Declan and Jesse as well before Thanksgiving. If not, though, have a great Turkey Day, and we will see you soon.